0: The Woodside Church podcast. Good morning to you all, and uh, I just want to say I'm preaching today. All right? Uh, yeah. So just want to say welcome to everybody, especially if you are here for the first time. Um, and uh, as you know, we are a multi-site congreg- church right now. We have other congregation meeting uh, in the other side of this the town also worshiping and praying uh, at the same time. Uh, My name is Samuel Luak, If we have not met before and I and my family have been part of this um, church family for the last six years since we moved from Finland and before that from, we moved from Lebanon, before that from Egypt, before that from Sudan and before that from South Sudan. (laughs) Very long journey. But looking into this journey right now we are also following Uh, Now a four-week series of Easter uh, preaching series, which is basically a journey to the cross. And we started last week by looking into uh, some of the difficult points in which Jesus now is going to the cross. And it is really good to talk this morning about mountains because I feel the way to the cross is full of mountains. And the aim of all mountains is usually to let us not to see what is behind that or not to let us to cross. But Jesus is insisting to cross through the cross and that's, um, that's God's will. So we, we, we have seen last week how the darkness, the evil try to intimidate, try to, uh, to, to make obstacles on the way for God's will to be fulfilled. But this morning, we'll be looking into one of the moments toward the journey to the cross, and we would see a harsh arrest of Jesus. I just wanna read a few verses from the book of Matthew chapter 26, and as we read from verse 50b. Now the Bible says that, and this is now if you read from the beginning of uh, the chapter as we did last week, you follow now that at this moment, when, uh, then they came, they came up and laid hands on Jesus and seized him. And behold, one of those who were with Jesus stretched his hand and drew his sword and he struck the slave of the high priest and cut off his hair. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back into its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Do you think that I cannot appeal to my father and he will at once send more than 12 legions of angels. But how then should the scripture be fulfilled that it must be so? At that hour, Jesus said to the, crowd, to the crowds, have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to capture me? Day after day, I sat in the temple and you did not seize me. But all this has to take place, that the scripture of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. This is the moment uh, in which we are looking into this morning. Now, one of the things we, we heard last week is that now the darkness, the obstacles, the mountains are now trying to block Jesus' not to go to the cross, or at least to give him hard time to think twice about going to the cross. And we see how this darkness, this evil, tried to, to stop you know, the will of God not to be fulfilled. But we are looking this morning to a different part of a silent moment in this journey. And that's the moment in which Jesus now is arrested, is apprehended, harshly, and violently. and and when we read from the beginning of the chapter, we see that now things are prepared. The price for him to be betrayed is paid, and at this moment now he is arrested. Now we want to see this this morning from three perspectives. You want to see it first of all from the disciple perspective, and then we see it from Jesus' perspective, but. Also we see it from our perspective, how do we see this today? So, and, and that means we identify ourselves with the moment. You know, one of the good, great ways to read the, the Book of God, the Bible, is usually to put ourselves into the, into the event, into the moment. And instead of us to blame those who are around this, it's just basically to think about ourselves. If it would have been me, what would have done differently? Now, looking into this from disciple perspective, we realize now that the disciples are really dealing with a very difficult situation. Because what they see now is a friend, he's a teacher, he's somebody who has been with them for a very long time, being now harshly arrested. And he's helpless and powerless, and he's, he's not able to defend himself. And you can see their reaction, the thought was the first thing to come, because basically, there's no way that they can see this friend being apprehended, being arrested, being mistreated, and they just keep silent to say, oh, glory to God, no problem. And now, when we think also about their position, we can easily blame them, because we can think easily that they should have known better, you know? Just at the beginning of this chapter, Jesus talk about him going to the cross and they are taught already that Jesus would die a terrible death on the cross so they would have known better instead of them being being you know in depressed being disappointed being shocked they would have known better because this is not a surprise for them and now as the time has come right now for Jesus to be arrested. So one of the things we see at this moment is that a helpless friend is mistreated. And I don't even know whether we are better than them in this this situation. I don't even know how many of us would see a friend, a family member, anyone in the world being mistreated when you see injustice and you just keep silent, not to think about doing something about it. I don't think that would be possible. So usually we feel like we have to do something to stop it. At least in these days, if you see anybody being mistreated on the street, you call police. That's very easy. You cannot just say, oh, this is not my problem. Because you feel it as human being, you know? You want to protect, you want to, to stand. But for the disciples, this is just very close to their lives. This is something that is, is within their lives. They see Jesus, the teacher, the one who has led them all this time, now being arrested and helpless. Now, with, When we think about this, we, we realize their disappointment. <laughs> we realize their reaction. We realized why they had to do this, and even one of them using a sword to stop this or try to stop this? Now, I know this that it is, any one of us, if we are in this situation, that's the same feeling we feel. I remember a few years ago, um, in one of the towns in Sudan, and that town called Damazin, if you hear the word Damazin, that's a town that is known by witchcraft and, 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 and really it was also the front line between the government forces and the rebels who were the opposition, who were fighting for the independence of South Sudan. So we had to go as a, as a youth team um, to, just to visit the town because there were only few people in the town because it was front line. And there were only one church building in the town and that church building was used by four different congregations, belonged to different denominations. So we went there just to encourage you know, the youth, you know, and just basically we came from the capital, you know, we, there's no war there, so basically, you know, we feel like we can encourage them. So one of the things we were doing, we were showing Jesus' film, Jesus' film on the screen. So one of the evening, while we were showing Jesus' film, and it, it could have been seen, you know, even by the, the community because it was outside. So one of the elders from the community just passed by. And then he stopped. And that was the moment when Jesus was being arrested <laughs> and being really beaten and, and harshly arrested. And he just stood there. He was not a Christian or anything. He just stood there and, and asked some, the, some of the young people who were there He doesn't have his family. (laughs) He doesn't have relatives. This guy, he doesn't have anyone to help him. Why? Why these people allow this to happen? He said, nonsense. And then he left. (laughs) He didn't know anything about Jesus or anything. He has never seen Jesus' film before. But that was the reaction that, you know, that's not fair. And this is how... The disciple now are thinking about... Now, we feel this feeling as human beings, I know from my life as well. You know, I would not be happy if I see anybody being mistreated. No. When I see injustice, I cannot, I cannot say, oh, hallelujah, you know, I'm safe and, and no problem. No, I would not do this. You know, I would not do this. The reason I decided a long time ago to be a lawyer, actually because there was... Injustice. There was, you know, the law was broken. There was corruption everywhere, and I thought I would lead a movement of uh, depending people who are mistreated, you know, and some people don't even know their rights, simply because they don't know how to do it. I wanted just to be to, to volunteer, like, oh, I want to help everybody, you know. This is how we feel, but now let's look to this carefully. And observe a few things about their their uh, reaction and respond to this. So first of all, just before the verses were read, Jesus asked them to pray. Don't sleep, pray. But what they did, they fell asleep. <laughs> That's the first mistake they've done. So Jesus took all the disciples, and then separately he took Peter and the sons of Zebedee, John and James. And asked them to watch him while he's praying. Because he said that, you know, his, his soul is, 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 is really sad. He's troublesome. He doesn't feel right. So he asked them to stay awake while he's praying. But instead, he's sleeping. So they missed the lesson they could have learned from Jesus praying. One of the themes we have learned this week, like, If you don't pray, you don't expect anything. (laughs) So Jesus asked them, please pray, don't sleep. But instead, they did sleep. And they did this because they were depressed, they were disappointed, and they feel like, you know, wow, you know, this... If Jesus himself would have said that his soul is troublesome, he he doesn't feel right, what about us? And then he's sleeping. The second thing that happened, when Jesus was arrested, their reaction was violence, sword. And this is just to protect him. Now, they are disappointed about Jesus' reaction. Because instead of Jesus saying, yeah, you have done the right thing, thank you guys, you are my good friends, instead, he tells them, put the sword into its place. Don't use violence. Because the sword itself, was actually one of the mountains tried to stop this to happen as Jesus going to the cross. So violence is something that very easy, very uh, you know, um, very close to our hearts as human beings, and we can always feel like this is the only thing to to stop things or to protect uh, ourselves. They let him down twice now. First of all, not praying. Secondly, sleeping while they supposed to to pray. I know the importance of sleeping. And actually, last night I had, I had a miracle. So I, I, I woke up until 1 a.m. not to pray, <laughs> but actually one of the guys was playing basketball um, in, in Norwich, and he, they said that they would be coming 1 a.m. to Milton King's. So I had to go and pick him up from Milton King's, and while I was waiting for him, I said, like, I want to see today for the first time, how the time change. <laughs> <laughs> so I had my phone, you know, really very, very, my phone, you know. So it was, uh, it's supposed to be 1 a.m. It's supposed to be 1 a.m. Uh, my phone, my phone, and suddenly 2 a.m. I said, i lost one hour. <laughs> what happened? And I've never had this before in my life because and while I was getting taller and taller, I've never seen that moment. <laughs> but last night was really like, this is how things change. We don't see them, you know. So instead of 1 a.m., it is not 2 a.m. I said, oh, I'm preaching tomorrow morning. <laughs> and it is not 2 a.m. And this bus has not yet come. <laughs> you know, but what helped me then after that is really God is speaking to me through this. When I do things in your life, you don't see them, you know. You see the result. But how I do them is is a secret. And I said, oh, yes, God, I will do this, you know. All right, so I know now how the time (laughs) changes. Then, we have another disappointment. So, they do not pray. They sleep. Violence. And finally, they run away (laughs) when things get tough. When Jesus tells them not to use violence, nothing else, Jesus now is arrested, they run away. They let him down again, three times now. And this is just because they wanted to to do things according to their will. But God's will was uh, the most important. Now... Let's see this through Jesus' perspective. Now, this is what the disciples see in this moment. Now, let's look into what Jesus sees in this moment. The same moment, but they see different things. First of all, Jesus sees this hope that is coming, salvation that is coming, glory that is coming. So the disciples were blocked in this, you know, just want to get out of this. But Jesus was seeing the glory, the hope, and he was in fact seeing our salvation is about to come. Our hope is coming. The glory that is awaiting us, the Bible says that the glory that is awaiting us cannot be compared with the struggle we're in right now. Cannot be compared with the situation of Jesus being arrested. And Jesus could also see submission to God's will. Instead of him being hopeless, helpless, and powerless, he sees no. This is exactly God's will being fulfilled. It is fulfilled right now. Like me, seeing 1 a.m. turning 2 a.m., it's fulfilled. But the disciples could not see this because they were seeing something different. And also, Jesus now sees this scripture. is being fulfilled. And, and it's a moment of submission to God's will. You know, at the beginning of this chapter, he prays that if you don't take this cup from me, Let it be your will. He knows this difficult, difficult journey to the cross. But he says, let it be your will and not my will. You know, that's why the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8 and 9, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. And God is saying, that his ways, what he sees, is not what we see. You know, when we are caught in these difficult life situations, what we see is not what God sees. And that's why we need to be filled all the time with the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit will help us to have the eyes of the Spirit to see things. When we see difficult situations in our lives, usually we feel like the Jesus of our life is arrested. Have you ever felt like that? Jesus is arrested in your life. You are not able to tune into prayer. You are not able to read your Bible. You even avoid going to fellowship with other Christian believers because you feel Jesus is not there. There's no connection. He's arrested because you don't see what is happening. You don't see the tragedy that is happening. God wants to turn it to glory, to triumph to a moment of glory. We don't see that. That's why we struggle. I know this from my life, you know. Those of you who, have, who know me, or have known me, I've been in journey from, since I left my hometown for 40 years, 40 good years. And in these 40 years, have lived in so many towns and cities and countries and I attended so many churches, and I've seen so many difficult times in my life. The only difference is that in these 40 years, I spent 35 years of them with Jesus. And that's what changed me at all. So I asked God, please help me to see what you see. Help me to see what you see. Help me not to see things from my eyes, from the eyes of the Spirit. I just want to say this morning. how do we see this now? If we put ourselves into this situation, how do we see this? How do we see the harsh arrest of Jesus? What do we see? Do we see what Jesus sees? Or do we see what the disciples see? The hopelessness. What do we see? Sometimes in my life, when I'm not well, or when things were not working very well in my life, most of the time, I felt like I was disconnected from God. Really, sometimes I feel like I don't find God anymore. Really, I don't find God. I I don't even rejoice. I don't even celebrate the joy of my salvation. When I was in school, for example, you know, sometimes because we were only few Christian children, I, I felt sometimes that maybe I've done something wrong. I'm going the wrong direction. Everybody else is going this way. This is how the enemy tries to disrupt what is happening in our lives. Now, if you have this disconnect, it could be sickness, it could be mental health as we go through it, all of us, it could be loss of something, of somebody. It could be anything, but the enemy will use it to stop God's will not to happen in our lives. And when we feel disconnected, you know, then that's the moment we feel. So, today we can see the same thing. When we are not well, when things are not working well in our lives, easily, we can say, oh, I I need to be by myself. I really don't want to see anybody. I, I, I'm not able to pray. I'm not able to read my Bible. I'm not able to even go to church because so many people will ask me, how are you doing? And I don't like that. This is what happens sometimes. The enemy will try to put us in a the, in the corner so that he can succeed. But the good news now is that we leave the victory of Jesus today. Can I say it again? We live the victory of Jesus today. So we don't need to worry about anything, just Jesus in our lives. Allowing the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. Give him the first priority. Wherever you are you have any disconnect, any difficult time in your life, myself I do two things. First, I preach to myself. <laughs> I'm Samuel, I'm safe, I believe in God, I'm a son of God, I'm powerful, I have God in my life. Secondly, I I leave everything and to start again from where I stop. And that will help me to go through this. So we leave the victory of Jesus today. The Bible says, his that is in us is greater than the one that is in the world. Hallelujah. His that is in us. So whatever we, how do we feel? Let us just be like Jesus. Insisting that the will of God should happen. Submission to the will of God. And see the glory, the salvation, the joy. That is awaiting us. And I pray this morning that we'll be able to see this from Jesus' perspective and not from human and disciple perspective. Let us pray. Hallelujah. Can I ask us to stand for for a minute? We leave the victor of Jesus. I just want to ask all of us that whatever you go through right now, or these days, or yesterday, or even tomorrow. Just remember that he has done it for us. He has done it for us. We live the victory of Jesus. We just need to identify ourselves with the blessings that we have in Jesus Christ. What a friend we have in Jesus. Hallelujah. What a friend we have in Jesus. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you that you willingly decided to go to the cross and pay the price for our salvation. We thank you, Father God, this morning as we celebrate Easter, as we remember what you have done for us. Father, we pray that the power of the Holy Spirit will help us to see you in all ways, big and small, and help us, Lord Father God, to rejoice, not to be stuck in our life situations, but to live for you day by day. Because you are in us. You are are greater than the one is in the world. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. You have been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.